Hi, my name is Tanya Pinkins, and I am the next guest on On Screen and Beyond. On Screen and Beyond, an inside look into the entertainment world featuring interviews with people from the movie, TV, and music industry, news on upcoming TV and DVD releases, and the rumor mill. And now, here's the host of On Screen and Beyond, Brian Zemrak. Hey, thank you for joining us for another edition of On Screen and Beyond. This is episode 608 of the show that keeps you updated on what's coming your way as far as upcoming new movies, remakes, sequels, and TV and movie DVD releases, as well as our interview segment with a guest from the movie, TV, or music industry. This week on On Screen and Beyond, Tanya Pinkins is going to be joining us. You might recognize her from Gotham, Fear the Walking Dead, On Broadway, also All My Children, and Red Pill, that's her new movie, and a whole lot more. And we're going to be talking to her coming up in a few minutes right here on On Screen and Beyond, so get ready for that. And we have a lot of things coming your way as far as remakes, upcoming new movies, sequels, and, uh, you know, just all sorts of news for you, and uh, some interesting stuff coming your way, and we'll get right into that in a few minutes right here on On Screen and Beyond. And we want to remind you to be sure to check out all our episodes, past episodes, over 608 of them. Or in fact, 608 is what we have. <laughs> but they keep growing. We keep giving you more and more. And that'll be coming your way. Uh, you know, you just go to any of the providers that provide uh, podcasts like Apple, Apple Podcasts, and Amazon, and Alexa, and uh, Spotify, Podbeam. We're, we're on all of them, so you can just check us out. And you can look through all of our episodes and I guarantee you're going to find somebody who you're going to enjoy listening to, bringing back memories of your childhood or uh, uh, old shows that you are just now learning about and everything. And uh, it's just, you know, so much to do. So uh, give you a lot of time. We have a lot of episodes. So get ready and download them all and enjoy them. Well, what do you say? Let's get right into it. It's time for Remake Madness right here on On Screen and Beyond. And try again. Remake Madness. Well, Margot Robbie says that she is not going to be doing a planned reboot, uh, remake, reboot, whatever you want to call it, of the Pirates of the Caribbean with Disney, which would have been a mostly female-led film. And the film Bullet, the 1969 Steve McQueen movie, is headed for a redo. And it looks like Steven Spielberg is looking to put Bradley Cooper into the role that McQueen played. And they say it will be a new story for the character, not a retelling of the one that was in that original story of Bullet. And that's it for Remake Madness. Coming up next, upcoming new movies. Upcoming new movies, a biopic on the life of Snoop Dogg is in the works, and it looks like Thunderbolts is in pre-production as a group of supervillains are recruited by the government to go on a mission. And Florence Pugh, David Harbour, and Harrison Ford will star, and a film with Robert Downey Jr. is in the works called Play Dirty. He plays a professional thief. And that's it for upcoming new movies. Next on On Screen and Beyond, sequels. This episode is brought to you by Paramount+. Plus. 
Get in, loser! Mean Girls is now streaming on Paramount Plus. Join Katie Heron as she meets the plastics and Tina Fey's new twist on the modern classic. Get ready for more of the rumors, backstabbing, and jokes you loved from the original movie with some fetch surprises. Rated PG 13. Wear pink and head to ParamountPlus.com to try it free. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Sequels. It looks like uh, Jamie Lee Curtis says that she and Lindsay Lohan are in for a Freaky Friday 2 sequel, or Freaky Friday sequel called Freaky Friday 2. And uh, she says the right people are talking about making this, so we'll see. And uh, John Wick 4 will hit theaters on March 24th, 2023. And Indiana Jones 5 will be set in the 60s. That's what the word is, and it'll be set in New York City. You can look for that the summer of 2023 as a summer blockbuster. And that's it for sequels. Coming up next at On Screen and Beyond, why don't we take a peek at what's coming your way as far as TV on DVD. TV on DVD, well, Evil Season 3 comes to DVD Blu-ray on December 13th. Also on December 13th, Reacher Season 1 will be hitting DVD Blu-ray and 4K. And December 27th, Ancient Aliens Season 16 lands on DVD. And that's it for TV on DVD. Coming up next on On Screen and Beyond, why don't we take a peek at what's coming away as far as movies on DVD. <laughs> Movies on DVD, March 7th. You can look for Air Force One with Harrison Ford and The Mask of Zorro, okay? And uh, they're going to be arriving on a limited edition 4K Ultra HD steelbook. And Lyle Lyle Crocodile swims onto digital on November 22nd and on 4K Ultra HD, Blu-ray, and DVD on December 13th. And Halloween Ends with Jamie Lee Curtis crawls onto DVD Blu-ray, and 4K on December 27th. Coming up next on On Screen and Beyond, it's TV and Entertainment Time. TV and Entertainment Time, well, it looks like Letter Kenny Season 11 lands on Hulu on December 26th. Foreigner will kick off their farewell tour, the historic farewell tour, they're calling it, and they're going to have special guests Loverboy with them, and it starts July 6, 2023. And you can look for Guardians of the Galaxy Holiday Special on Disney Plus on November 25th. And that's it for TV and Entertainment Time. Coming up next on On Screen and Beyond, we are going to sit down with Tanya Pinkins. Now, Tanya has been in so many things. She's been on in plays and Broadway and everything, along with Gotham, Fear the Walking Dead, All My Children. Red Pill, that's her new movie that she also wrote and directed. We're going to talk about that and a whole lot more. Tanya Pinkins coming up next right here on On Screen and Beyond.
Our guest today on On Screen and Beyond is a Tony Award winner for her role in the Broadway play Jelly's Last Jam. We have also seen her in Disney's Enchanted, Gotham, 11-22-63, Fear the Walking Dead, Woman of the Movement, 24, Madam Secretary, Army Wives, and as Livia Fry Cunahy on All My Children. It's Tanya Pinkins. Tanya, welcome to On Screen and Beyond. Hey, thanks for having me. Now, Tanya, I, I could have gone on and on about uh, the, <laughs> the the shows that you've been on and the plays and, and everything else you've done, but, you know, that would have used a whole half hour. So, <laughs> <laughs> But you pop up everywhere. It's You're, you're, you're incredibly busy. Uh, I like to do a lot of different creative things. I enjoy being creative. Makes me happy. Yeah, yeah. Well, that's good. I mean, that's 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 you know, like I said, I'll be watching a show and say, oh look, it's it's it. and my my reference is always to all my children to Livia. <laughs> so I'll say, oh look, it's Livia. <laughs> <laughs> it is Livia. Do do you? I mean, everybody seems to end up associated with a show or a movie or thing and and there's a lot of things people could associate you with but like say for me the reference is all my children uh do people Mm -hmm. recognize you other people recognize you for other roles that you do oh yeah there was a time when uh i would walk down the street and all i would be recognized for was that i was the spokesperson for crestor and i thought (laughs) oh my i'm gonna be a pharmaceutical person that's what my whole life is gonna be become um and it really depends on what part of the country i'm in and so yeah different you know different parts of the country in the world watch different things so yet yeah, different different places yeah now i failed to mention uh your movie that you wrote and directed uh red pill um yeah. uh, can you tell us a little bit about that i mean you, you took on a a lot and i'm sure it was done before covid the the, the majority of yeah, it. yeah i was trying 2019. Yeah, but then the release, that was the killer because <laughs> it's hard to release a movie during COVID, I'm sure. <laughs> well, it was all online. All the festivals were online. Everything was online. Mm-hmm. So um, I only got to attend one of the award ceremonies uh, for the movie, um, and that was um, in L.A. when we won a director's award at the Show Film Festival. Oh, congratulations. That uh, yeah, won a lot of awards. Uh, very, very proud to say, won a lot of awards. So, um, yeah, it was uh, it was great to get to go to festivals. Uh, I mean, to be you know be included in festivals. I watched a lot of movies online, and um, really just the movie is about how I was viewing my country's politics. Um, you know, pre the 2020 election, but had a lot to do with the previous election and how there was just a kind of disconnect for me between what people thought was going to happen and what seemed so inevitable to me. So um, it's a group of friends. I love horror. That's my genre. (laughs) And I love the way horror is being used everywhere to... um, really tell all kinds of stories. Like um, there's this new filmmaker I love, Jersey Skolomowski, Polish filmmaker, who can make a horror movie about going to the grocery store and not having enough money. Uh, I think that horror can hold so much. Mm -hmm. And um, 
So this was the horror to me of American politics right now. <laughs> so did you, um, writing a, a horror film, or any film, it doesn't matter which what it is, uh, this was your first attempt at a full-length movie, am I correct? Uh, you had done... That is correct. Go ahead. Yes, with my first time. Yeah. Did you find it daunting? <laughs> I found it thrilling and daunting and just, I can't wait to do it again. It's the hardest thing I've ever done, and I loved every second of it. It was like, finally, I had found this thing to do that was worthy of all my time and talent and energy, and it was like, yes. I was born to do that. I, I loved it so much, I can't even tell you how much I loved it. Yeah. Now, now, but not only did you write it, now some people would say this is crazy, but <laughs> you, also, is crazy. you also directed it, and you also starred in it. So, <laughs> how, I did. How do you do that? <laughs> how do you do that? That is such a good question. Um, how did I do that? Well, you know, um, I had a, a, decided I was going to make a movie. So let's just start there. I decided I was going to make a movie. Mm-hmm. And um, and my commitment was to finish it. And um, that's a very, I don't know, I, I'm a, in many ways I'm undisciplined, but when I just set my mind to doing something, I'm going to do it. And so it wasn't like I've got to make a great movie or I've got to make the best movie or it was like I didn't even wasn't even the goal of like I've got to get it distributed. It was I must finish a feature film. And I had been told I couldn't do it. And gosh, there's just nothing more exciting to me than being told it's impossible. <laughs> <laughs> You'll show them, right? <laughs> uh, I was like, OK, it's impossible. Uh, well, if I can't do it, then we'll see what I end up with when we get to the end. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. And there was a feature film there. And that's really how I did it. It was like, I'm just going to finish something. <laughs> yeah. Now, I noticed that um, Ruben Blades was in it. Yeah. And now, did you get him on the film because you had worked with him on, on Fear the Walking Dead? Or did you know him beforehand? Or how, how did that come about? Uh, Ruben, um, I did not work with him on Fear of the Walking Dead. He was on Fear, but not when I was on. Oh, okay. Um, but his wife and I are friends. Mm-hmm. And so, um, I had seen him when I was shadowing the producing director on the show. He was on, that was the season after I had been on. And, um, they, you know, you gotta be prepared. So, um. I wanted them. I wanted them as a couple. I saw them as a couple in the film. I wrote it for them as a couple in the film. And uh, Luba, who played, um, gosh, I'm forgetting my own character's name. But Luba, his wife, is in the film. She plays the Croatian woman. Uh, They invited me over for dinner, and we're sitting there talking. And Ruben was saying, you know, the only way to really, you know, be creative now is you have to make your own things. And I'm like, speaking of which, here's the script. I want to make my own thing. Would you consider being in it? <laughs> Jeez. Huh. And I, I didn't know. I mean, you know, I, I don't know everything about every actor and everything. But, uh, you know, when I'm researching you, I, I looked into him and, and things like that. I didn't know he was a Grammy winner. Uh, not a Grammy winner. He's won like eight. Oh, yeah, I know. I mean, it, like it seems nine. like they give him something every year. <laughs> 
yeah, he is like an international icon. I mean, like the producers of Fear of the Walking Dead were like, we can't afford to pay him what he makes in his other life. Jeez, I mean, it's, it's yeah, I, you know, you, you, like you say, I see people, I know them from a film or a movie or a TV show or, or their music, but then you dig in deeper and you find out, oh, they also did this and they did that, and it's just like with you, you know, I, I see all of a sudden you're doing, you know, you do all these other things that I didn't know about. Yeah. <laughs> it's incredible. Have you always wanted to be an actress? Uh, no, not at all. Really? <laughs> so you were you were were you in the school plays when you were young and and, and everything or did? Yes, I was. Mm-hmm. I was, but uh, I was pretty shy. Huh? Wow. See, a lot of actors tell me that that they were they're you know introverts and it's it's like, no, you can't like, be. How? <laughs> you can't you be. <laughs> all that stuff, but it's like in a, in, a, in a certain sense, I think that's like a different person. Mm-hmm. And I found sometimes, like, it really comes up in a dating situation. Um, you know, you invite a date to some kind of event uh, in the business. And uh, you spend your whole night, you know, talking to people and talking to this one and that one. And at the end of the night, they're jealous because you didn't talk to them all night. And you're, like, trying to explain to them, uh, that that was work. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, it might have been like some fun for you, but that was my job. When did you make that switch? When did, what what clicked you into wanting to be an actress? You know, it's going to sound really strange to you, but Caroline or Change was probably when I thought, you know, you're kind of good at this. Maybe this is what you're supposed to do. Prior to that, I was, like, always trying to go be something else. Let's be a bartender. Let's go do anything. But this this is really hard. They treat you really terrible in many ways here. They talk about you in front of your face. They talk about your body and your oh. face and what's wrong with you. And, like, oh, let's let's just go be a bartender. <laughs> is, it, is it that bad that, I mean, you know, we don't see things that, that go on behind. Are they, you know, judging you a lot like that? Uh, you know, you're... Uh, yes. Really? For... Uh, uh, yes. I mean... Can't you just look at some of these people who have, like, destroyed their faces mm-hmm. Yeah, and go, like, who would ever think that was better, or why would you even start on a path to doing that? Exactly. Yeah. I, I, I agree with you totally. It's like, you, know, <laughs> you looked better before, but, you know, you can't say that. <laughs> you know? And clearly someone told them that they weren't good enough. Yeah, that's, that's, and that's a shame, really. But that is the reality of this business. It yeah. is really tough i mean on women in particular but you know i'm seeing a whole lot of men getting them facelifts and stuff too yeah 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 i don't know <laughs> it's it's crazy but uh that's uh you know that's the way it is like you say uh, so um one of your first biggest roles was uh when you started out on as the world turns is that correct is that would that yeah. be considered the, your first major well role? I think that role, yes, but I think that most people would think the fact that I was in uh, Hal Prince and Steve Sondheim's Merrily We Roll Along on Broadway, that that was a pretty big deal. Now, do you have a preference uh, on stage or in front of the camera? Is is there one that you lean more toward? Um, I lean towards I need a variety. 
like, hmm, we've been doing that for a while. It's time to do something else. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I thought you were going to say a paycheck. but <laughs> No, no, no. I, I like to create. I really am into being creative. I just, I love creating. I paint. I write. I, you know, I like to just try different things. I'm curious. Yeah, yeah. No, that's, that's great because, uh, you know, sitting doing the same thing all the time would drive me nuts. <laughs> Me too. Me too. How did you come about getting the role on All My Children? That's kind of a lovely story. Um, I came to New York at Merrily We Roll Along was not a successful show. It ended after um, two months of previews and then a um, about a two-week run. And uh, I had been watching all my children since I was a small child. Mm -hmm. And I got an audition for a role. And I, uh, Joan Dincheco was the casting director. And I had been cast in, um, I'd been cast in Tin Types at Actors Theater of Louisville. And I had this test deal for uh, all my children on Monday, but I had to leave to go to Louisville on Friday. And I just knew I was going to get all my children. And so I gave up the job in Louisville and come Monday morning, they're like, yeah, uh, this is not going to happen. Someone else had an offer. There was an offer. I didn't even know if such thing. They had a test deal while there was an offer out and the other actress uh, and um, Debbie Morgan accepted the role. And so I didn't have any job. (laughs) (laughs) And then I auditioned for a bunch of other soaps over the next few months and eventually ended up about a year later on As the World Turns as Heather Dalton. Mm -hmm. Flash forward 10 years later, I'm doing uh, Jelly Slash Jam in um, L.A., and a friend of mine, Cynthia Martell, said she was about to test for a new role on All My Children. I was just closing the show there, and I called my agent and I said, Oh, my God, would you see if they would let me come in and audition for this? They were already at test field. And Joan Dincheco remembered me from 10 years before and brought me in. Huh. So what do they do? Did you just do a... You did a talk, you know, or a, a, a part of the role? Oh, no, no, no. They put you in the makeup. and. Oh, really? Um, oh. You know, yes. I mean, I don't know that they do things like that now, but, you know, hair, makeup, it's a screen test. You've got an actor you're reading with and all that. Hmm. Now, did you did you ta- uh, do the, the test with uh, just, a you know, an, a, another actor, or was it specifically the, the, the guy who, Richard uh, Schoberg, who played... Uh, Tom. No, it wasn't with Schoberg. I don't know that that was the storyline when I first came on. So, no, I don't remember who I read with. It might have been Bill Christian, but um, <clears throat> I don't remember who the actor was I read with for my test. Oh, uh, yeah. Huh. And uh, nervous? Were you nervous during that? Uh, yeah, a little bit. Um, I mean, I wanted it. I really, you know, I grew up watching this show. Like, it was a dream for me to get to be on that show. So, yeah, but I'd already, like, not gotten on, like, five or six, so. <laughs> like, well, you know, might not work out. You're used to that. <laughs> now, the role of Livia, to me, and correct me if I'm wrong, 
was to me you were the voice of reasoning when they needed somebody to give them good advice they would contact Livia uh, as far as I remember you never died and came back you never had amnesia you never had a twin you, you would I just... would have liked to have those things that's what you get on soap operas for <laughs> so Lily, you like yes, the juicy roles <laughs> exactly I wanted to die and have amnesia and be kidnapped and you know like I got to be on um, 24 I got to be kidnapped by um, what's his name Kiefer Sutherland Jack mm-hmm. you know yes you want to, like, you're young, you want to do all the really crazy, wild, dramatic things. But yes, Livia was the voice of reason. She was everyone's lawyer. She gave them good advice. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. So so you would have rather had them write you with something that was... Oh my God, the bad people are the best. When I got to do Gotham and get to play Peabody, I was like, never do I want to be a good person again. I just want to play all the bad characters. Those are the most delicious roles. Yeah. Now, now, you mentioned Gotham. So how, how did you get that role? Was that something somebody was looking for you, or did you have to uh, audition for it? Audition. Yeah. Audition for it. Did a, I think it was a self-tape and was only cast for like four episodes. And B.B. Wong, who's also uh, a big theater actor, uh, he had been cast for the entire season. And he was like chatting with me and going, oh, we're going to have so much fun this season. I said, well, B.D., I'm not, I'm not in for the season. And he was like, ah. We're going to change that. And so it's this wonderful thing that if if you're working with an actor who's generous and they will play with you and, 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 and be in relationship with you on camera, uh, writers will see that and it becomes interesting for them and then they will write to that relationship. Um, what Willie and I did and on All My Children, we, we decided that we were going to play sex in every scene we were in, even though we never had anything to talk about but law. <laughs> <laughs> and they finally stopped putting us in scenes together. <laughs> Jeez. <laughs> huh. well, well, Gotham was a, a, an excellent show. Yes. I thought it was very well written, and uh, it was, it was, I, I was sad to see it leave uh, because it was, uh, it was very good. Yeah. yeah. Are there any shows that you, or, or plays even, you know, I, I'm talking more of the, the movies and play, uh, TV shows, but uh, I'm, I don't want to eliminate the plays also. Uh, it, is there one that was your favorite that, that you've done over the years? Carolina Change was really um, very, very special to me. And, uh, yeah, Carolina Change. I just loved, loved, loved doing that show. It was such a gift, and I got to travel to England and do it over there, and I did it in California, and I did it in San Francisco, and got to take my kids to live in London, so, yeah. Nice, yeah. That's probably the most special one I've ever gotten to do. What's the most exotic place that you've ever been uh, for, you know, working on a show or, or a play or whatever? Well, not working, but I, I, I love to travel, so I've been to 61 countries. Holy cow. <laughs> <laughs> Jeez. <laughs> it's probably easier to say, where haven't you been? <laughs> <laughs> well, there's still 135 to go. Yeah. <laughs> Jeez. Wow. So you, you do enjoy traveling, that's for sure, then. I do. Huh. I do. I really, really do. Well, what do you have coming up? Uh, I noticed that there's some things that uh, are showing up as being in post-production and things. Can you let us in on anything that uh, you'd like to talk about? 
Um, I'm finishing up uh, Lorraine Hansberry's The Raisin in the Sun at the Public Theater in New York. Yeah. And then I um, am working on developing my own projects. I have options on some books that I'm trying to write as a series and um, rewriting a movie script. So hopefully I will either be making a movie or a series or both at the same time, which would be the best. Wow. That would be good. Um, so uh, I want to finish up with one final question. And it takes us away from all the different things you've done. And uh, like you say, you're, you're telling us you paint and everything else, too, and all your traveling around the country, the world and everything. But when you sit back and relax, what are your favorite TV shows now and of the past? And what's your favorite movies now and of the past? Oh, I watch everything. I am like, I watch a show and I'm up all night like watching it. I just watched, I don't even know how I feel about it. I have many, many feelings about it. I wish I could read more about it from the creators and stuff. I just watched this, must be a British and American co-production, uh, four episodes called The Insider. I'm not sure if they're glorifying people who commit murder or if they're saying we're all capable of it, so have more empathy. I'm not sure. Hmm. But it was a very compelling watch. Um, uh, the Serpent Queen, loving that. Mm-hmm. I watched The Squid Game, which was, what, nine episodes straight through in one night. I could not stop. Wow. Um, I just, you know, enjoyed the horror film Barbarian, even though it was back to the stupid character. Like, that girl was so stupid. <laughs> <laughs> Um, great seeing Justin Long be the asshole, um, cause he's always the good guy. Uh, I really loved Woman King. That was like a woman empowerment movie. Mm-hmm. Uh, Full Metal Jacket is one of my favorite films. Any Given Sunday is one of my favorite films. The Bicycle Thief, Seven Beauties. Um, yeah, I really love story. And I love watching, and I love a lot of South Korean stuff. Uh, there's a series called God's Gift, 16 Days, I think, that I loved. Um, Bedeviled is one of my all-time favorite horror movies, Korean. It breaks a whole lot of rules and just is an extraordinary uh, horror movie. Huh. Uh, yeah. So, so you're big on horror, like you said earlier. It's... Big on horror, and I love a lot of docs. Um, uh, I'll Be Gone in the Dark. Uh, was an extraordinary documentary, uh, The Dissident. Yeah, I just, I like story. I like watching story. I like to learn from story and how it affects me and how other people perceive story. I'm fascinated by that. Yeah, but you you mentioned when you were talking about uh, the, the movies and the shows you like, you know, and, and how, uh, you know, uh, it, it brought up to, mem- to, to me thinking in a lot of horror movies, you know, they always go downstairs into the basement with no lights on. Why? Honey, in Barbarian, this girl was so stupid. But sometimes I feel like the soap operas tap into that where someone is so stupid and you can't stop watching because you're like, this is just so stupid. I just got to see what's going to happen. Like, can you can you survive being this stupid? Because I know I'm stupid sometimes. Let me see if people survive being this stupid. I mean, she not only goes down in the basement, the basement has a basement, and she keeps going. <laughs> And she hears somebody screaming for help, and instead of going back in the other direction to get help, she goes like she can be the help. 
I would be running out of there so fast. <laughs> Me too. Me too. Matter of fact, I'm not going in. <laughs> right. Exactly. Yeah. I wouldn't even do that. But they always write it like that, you know. It's, yep. Yeah. Yeah. You wonder why it's like nobody's going to do that. <laughs> because I think we get engaged. We get engaged with nobody's going to do that, and now we're we're committed to seeing what's going to happen because mm-hmm. it's just so bad. Yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> Well, Tanya, I, I cannot thank you enough for joining us. I have enjoyed your, your acting, uh, like I say, since all my children, and then seeing you thank pop up you. in different shows and everything. And I really do thank you for taking the time to share with us here. Oh, thank you so much for having me. I really appreciate it. <laughs> and to everybody, watch Red Bill. It's on Amazon and YouTube. There she is, Tanya Pinkins, right here on On Screen and Beyond. I want to thank her so much for joining us, and I hope you enjoyed that. And like I said earlier, she's been on Broadway. She won a Tony. Come on. <laughs> and uh, she, uh, you know, was on Gotham. She was Fear the Walking Dead, All My Children. And be sure to check out her latest movie, which she wrote and directed, called Red Pill. And you can get that, uh, check out some of the streaming services. It's on, on there, like she said in the interview. And uh, we thank her for joining us, and be sure to uh, check it out. So, well, it's been a busy, busy week, and uh, it's just uh, rolling along, and we are going to try to... Uh, I'm not sure if I'm going to have an episode after thanks, right after Thanksgiving on the weekend there. Uh, depends. Uh, one thing, it's getting difficult right now to get people to uh, do interviews because of the... You know, the, the holidays are coming up, and um, it's, it's, it's a little touch and go whether, you know, we'll get somebody on for that date before that date. So uh, we'll see what we can do. We may be on next week. We may not be. But uh, hope you'll uh, keep listening. And if you get a chance, you know, listen to one of the old episodes of On Screen and Beyond. Uh, I'm sure if you haven't listened to them all, you got a lot to do. <laughs> so there's a lot there. And uh, it, it'll help us out, too, if you're listening to On Screen and Beyond. Check it out uh, and uh, download all the episodes uh, and also uh, leave us a review on, uh, you know, where you're getting your your podcast that helps out too. get more people to listen and uh, to know about on screen and beyond. Uh, we have been around for 16 years, but there's still a lot of people that don't know about it. I'm sure, you know, I mean, there's you know, millions of people. So <laughs> we, we just uh, keep rolling them out for you and uh, they're staying up for you so you can listen to them and they can come in and join the fun. And if you have a suggestion, we uh, always appreciate it. Now I, I do want to let you know that I, I, every time somebody sends me something that the you know a suggestion for somebody that they would like to have on the show i do try to get that person uh it's sometimes hard to get a connection uh so uh, i sort of you know hit blank walls and and just can't get any further but uh you know send us send it to me you know i I will be definitely going to check it out and uh and see if I can make a connection. And uh, sometimes they come through. Sometimes they don't. Uh, you know, they either they I can't get to them, or I uh, you know they don't want to be on the show. Whatever you know, there's uh, you never know though all the different reasons they're busy, whatever. But uh, we do try. Believe me, everybody who has sent one in, I I can tell you, I have made an attempt to get those people on. Uh, sadly, we don't get them all. Wish we could. So, anyways, that's it. That's a wrap for this episode of On Screen and Beyond. So until next time, when we once again take you on screen and beyond, I'm Brian Zemrak. Take care.